0: Hello everyone. Thanks for checking in to another edition of the All Day Every Day Hoops Podcast. Really excited for today's show that we have with Coach Samantha Quigley Smith, currently of Lewis University. Sam has been someone that has truly experienced basketball in so many different phases. You know, she's got so many family members who are associated with the college game and the professional game. She herself was one of the most decorated high school student athletes coming out of Chicagoland, scoring 1,900 points in high school. in 2006, she was the Chicago Sun-Times Female Athlete of the Year, while also being tabbed as a Parade All-American and a McDonald's All-American game nominee. She's had numerous coaching awards, and she's had experience at the NAI level. She's had AAU experience. She's even had a stint with USA Basketball. Coach Quigley is going to share a lot about her family, her recent hiring process, and all the things that make her go. Enjoy the show. Hey everybody, we're here with Lewis University Head Coach Samantha Quigley-Smith later in the evening because she and I both have very young kids and I'm very happy that uh, she's able to do this at 9:45 at night Sam how are you
1: I'm doing great I'm, I'm awake <laughs>
0: yeah right right and the you kids know, are great in
1: bed to be on. they but... are they are in bed yep the two-year-old's finally sleeping by himself so we're we're getting places. <laughs> yeah, no, that's
0: good. And we we'll we'll get into that a little bit later. Uh, I'm excited to talk about motherhood and your family life has impacted your coaching but i do want to start because it's something fresh that you and i have talked about a bunch in the past couple of weeks and i know we've got some listeners who are job seekers and things like that you just conducted an assistant coach search uh, and you were with someone previously who had stepped away for personal reasons who you were with for quite some time long-time family friend uh someone that i know is very close to you and close to your family and so there was that level of comfort working with him and now you had to entering your second year at lewis university a lot of expectations as you guys were in the national tournament last year and you guys returned an all-american and everything moving in the right direction and continuing to roll at lewis and now you've been tasked with okay now i gotta bring in you know my right hand kind of talk about that and kind of talk about what you're looking for what was important to you i'd love to hear that it
1: was yeah it was it was horribly sad i mean i Dan McCarthy was, again, my head assistant for the last six and a half years. Um, And again, I've known their family forever. He was on the men's, he was on the boys' side for high school boys' side for 35 years. And then towards the tail end of his career, just to kind of like boost up his pension and things, he decided to, to coach sophomore girls' basketball at West Chicago. And so he did that for a year and absolutely loved it. He was like, I didn't know if I could handle drama with, with women and with girls. And I'm like, hey, <laughs> easy, man, easy. And then he, and then I, when I called him when I got the job at St. Francis an NAI school in Joliet, Illinois, he was one of my first calls. Right. Uh, and he kind of jumped at the opportunity. It was a part-time position there. So it just worked out for him, I think, in terms of he was still teaching kind of towards the tail end of his career. And then he actually retired. And was able to continue coaching with me at St. Francis. And then when things kind of happened with Lewis University, it was a little bit sad, I think, for him. Because he was a Lewis alum. He had won a national championship in baseball at Lewis. And, you know, to be with us for a year, and that was a full-time position, it was a little bit different time commitment, obviously. Where he was there every day in office hours, and the recruiting was a little bit more intense, I would say. So I think just in terms of his family life, and he's got six or seven grandkids, and, you know, wanting to be with his wife a little bit more and actually retire. It just mm-hmm. made sense for him, I think, to kind of kind of step away. So he's still going to be around the program, I think, and coming to games. He says he doesn't want, really want to volunteer coach, but I could see that changing <laughs> in the next in the next year or so. Right. But the search was really unique for me because it was only the gosh, the third search that I'd had been a part of in terms of hiring someone, um, the others being graduate assistants. So, you know, me being still somewhat, I think, young. um, You're young. You know, it was a great experience. Thank you. I appreciate that. Um, It was a great experience for me because I was able to kind of, dive into you know really analyzing individuals and kind of trying to figure out what our program needed at the time and with the amount of applicants we had I mean we had over 70 applicants and that was I think a great thing for us because we were able to really you know dive in and see what it is that we felt like was best for us at the time and so it's been a great experience this last month and a half and like I said a lot of great applicants it was it wasn't easy by any means Mm -hmm. you know there were sleepless nights that I had I think but kind of happy that things are for the most part complete and just happy to be kind of moving forward. and and talking with the team about kind of our new addition so
0: right no that's awesome regarding the search obviously you did did you do the phone interview or the skype deal
1: so i I did quite a few phone interviews which i thought was pretty helpful in terms of trying to figure out you know what our team needed what i felt like i needed as a head coach and so you know i think it was really important for me to find someone who i think really wanted to dedicate themselves to that to who had a passion i think for division two basketball and had a passion for for Lewis even, and that was something I definitely saw, I think, initially in the phone interviews.
0: But even before the phone interviews, what were some of the things that um, impressed you? Obviously, without naming anyone, but what were some of the things that impressed you? What were some of the things also on the other side that you're like, wow, that right away, they're off the list?
1: Yeah, I know this sounds kind of elementary, but I think one of the first things is like having some quality coaching experience, mm-hmm. you know, and that sounds silly because you're applying for an assistant coaching position. You know, and and, and by, at the NCAA Division II level.
0: Right. And by that, you mean at least what, like the high school level, youth
2: levels? Yeah, what you, what's absolutely, quality?
1: Absolutely. At least at least some sort of coaching experience. So mm-hmm. high school, grade school, small college, that to me was kind of one of the first things that I looked through, and I looked through every resume, mm-hmm. you know, and talked, you know, to individuals if I saw, you know, someone in terms of a reference that I knew made phone calls and kind of got to know everybody the best I could. Right. And and obviously, there's 70 applicants, like it's one of those situations, I think, where you've got to give everybody a fair shot in terms of looking and reading everything. Mm-hmm,
2: absolutely. You know,
1: just to get things moving and get things going. So that's a big thing to me. I mean, I probably shaded towards someone who had some women's coaching experience, mm-hmm. you know, but we also had, I think, a couple quality candidates of, you know, people who coached on the men's side, you know, so like that's that's something I think that's not... That's not detrimental technically to someone, but right. I think as a women's basketball coach, you would like to see that. You'd like to see someone who, you know, has maybe coached on the women's side and then maybe just the relationship to NCAA division Two. I think that's something that, you know, was something that I probably peeked at in terms of looking at references and seeing, okay, who, what kind of experience, what level of experience, what, you know, affiliation do they have, you know, in terms of Lewis, if there's a passion for Lewis. I think those things are really important because, um, you know, you want someone, I think, who loves their job as much as I love my job and as much as our graduate assistant loves being here and the players love being here so those are just a couple things I think just initially when just reading through the resumes that you kind of look at
0: sure how about high school coaches did you discredit someone who was quote-unquote just a high school coach
1: it was one of those things like if you have a conversation with them and I think I for the most part gave a couple of them those candidates that i felt like were experienced enough maybe worthy enough like i gave them a shot you know and i think if you have a conversation with them you kind of learn okay you know who could still move on to the next level you know in terms of their knowledge of maybe the day-to-day life the recruiting aspect when it comes to the college level. And that was something that I think I was able to kind of recognize in the in the phone interviews if I could and even just maybe talking to some of their references. I think those were all good things to to kind of be knowledgeable about and them kind of understanding obviously this is a different level of coaching. You know, this is a full-time job. It's not necessarily, you know, I'm able to still teach or I'm able to still do, you know, this other full-time job and coach. Right. Um And I think that might have been a little bit confusing for some of the high school coaches where they kind of, they might not have understood that it was a full-time position too. Sure. You know, and so that's something I think high school coaches, if they're looking to move to another level and move up, I think they have to really analyze, obviously, where they're at in their own lives, but understand kind of the time commitment that's involved. And that's something that, you know, if they're going to make that transition, they're going to make that move, they have that passion, then that's kind of something they have to sacrifice, I would say.
0: Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. I want to take it back to St. Francis and kind of the origin of how you got started in the game. After a stellar playing career uh, at DePaul (laughs) um, and a cup of tea uh, playing professionally, you said you knew you wanted to be a head coach from the start. And that wasn't necessarily what you were told. Please share what you were told and then why you didn't (laughs) want to do it that way.
1: I can recall maybe a meeting or two where I think it was explained that I kind of needed to work my way up. You know, I needed to do the graduate assistant thing, the, the video coordinating thing, you know, and this was after I had finished my fifth year at Nepal. Mm-hmm. Um, and I had tore my ACL in my sophomore year. So I had sat out that entire season and really got an opportunity to, I think, you know, be a coach on the bench, be a part of the coaching staff, I think, and feel like I was, that was something that I wanted to do. Right. Um, and so when I was kind of told that, I remember thinking to myself, like, there ain't no way in hell I'm doing it that way, <laughs> you know, just because I wanted to, just because I wanted to be a head coach pretty quickly, right. you know, and, or at least coach, you know, I wanted to, I think I had just remembered seeing kind of our graduate assistants and our video coordinators and they weren't, they weren't in the coaching kind of role. They were more kind of behind the scenes office type stuff, Mm -hmm. you know, working maybe with more of a player development or player relationship type thing. And I wanted to be someone who was on the floor, analyzing the game, helping them analyze the game. And so I think that was, (laughs) that was one thing I remember thinking like, well, I'll go be a high school coach before I'll do all of that. Right. You know, and so I think the timing worked out well in terms of going overseas for the short time that I did. Mm-hmm. And our graduate assistant always laughs at me because I think I transitioned from like, oh, I was there for like oh, two months and then I was there for like a month. And like, I, I truly believe it was a month. <laughs> right. Um, <laughs> right. And so I didn't last long. You know, I kind of went over there with a nagging injury and then was homesick and a big wimp and so I you know I ordered a big fat pizza the night before I left and came home um and so I think it was one of those things like I knew I wanted to coach and I knew you know the timing worked out where I came home and the assistant coaching position was open at St. Francis mm-hmm. which was in my hometown and had a lot of family connections to there my mother went there my both of my fathers went there younger brother went there so it was one of those things like husband went there <laughs> Right. <laughs> I should I should mention that probably, right? Yeah. Um, husband went there. And so I think uh, that kind of had a lot to do with it. Art had a love for the university. That was a place my sister and I would go and play, you know, whether it was open gym or just shoot around and have known the athletic director for years. So it was it was always a very welcoming place for us. And so it kind of worked out. You know, it was timing. It was, I guess, luck <laughs> a little bit.
0: <laughs> because you did have a relationship with the coach at the time that you're able to step into a situation where you were comfortable already, right? Yeah,
1: Yeah, gosh. I mean, I can't even explain to you kind of like the coincidence of all this. So my my uncle, his name is Brian Mihalik. Mm -hmm. He was was the women's basketball coach at Lewis University where I'm at now in the late 90s. And so we were, you know, my sister Allie and I, like we didn't go to Doug Bruno camps, like we went to Lewis camps because, you know, he was our uncle and he was right down the street. He had gone to their games all the time. And so we were running around Lewis when we were seven, eight, nine, ten 10 years old, going to all their camps. And so at the time, when I came home from overseas, St. Francis had coaching openings. Um, their coaching staff had left kind of prior to the school year, close to it. Mm-hmm. And they hired an interim coach. And the interim coach they hired was their baseball coach at the time, who was Brian Mihalik, right. my uncle. Right. So he was, that season, he was the baseball coach and he was the women's basketball coach. And I ended up being his assistant that first year. So awesome. it was a yeah it was a really funny experience. and again, so close in terms of our family, I mean, again, seeing them all the time, they're one of our only Quigley relatives that are in the Joliet area, so we see them a ton. and so it was it was a pretty pretty funny circumstance. Right. I think coaching with my uncle the first season, and then obviously just getting the head job that following june was was pretty remarkable. And so started rebuilding. I guess you could say, you know, we had a pretty good season that first year as the assistant coach, but kind of took to heart those first couple years because. We had a very, very good post player, um, and I thought a pretty, pretty good local shooter. And we didn't win a lot, and so it was, it was pretty sad for me. I think early on, being a head coach and like being two years in and having like less than twenty wins, you know, it was something that I wasn't expecting. Right. But things kind of grew and we, you know, we, we focused on recruiting, I think, and, and getting kind of our roster number up a little bit. And then obviously a, a pretty good division one transfer came along and that worked out as well. Yeah. So um,
0: pretty, by yeah, pretty good, funny. you mean all American, right?
1: I mean, all American, like right. a couple votes away from player of the year.
0: Right. Right. But <laughs> yep. what I love about that is again, you, you were fearless. You had that mission in mind. I'm going to be a quick, I'm going to be on the court and quickly become a head coach. And sure, you may have struggled in those first couple years, but in your your five-year body of work, you go 101 and 62. Your last two years, you're 62 and seven. You finish twice in the top 10 of NAIA. Uh, you, you coach two All-Americans. And then in 16, 17, you go 34 and two. Uh, you go undefeated in the CCAC. Your coach of the year, you got it twice. Your IBCA coach of the year, your WBCA uh, NAI coach uh, finalist for that. And along the way, you go and you guys beat a nationally ranked Lewis team um, along the way, which all then set the table for you to end <laughs> up at Lewis. Oh,
1: gosh. Yeah, but, that's crazy. Yeah, no, but I mean, so I mean,
0: it's, I mean, that is the cross-town
1: awesome. rival that we had, too, I thought was, oh, my gosh. I mean, it still is a huge crosstown rival game and so that was one i just know in in talking this year with our players kind of explaining to them before the game like what this means to them right you know and what this meant to us when we were there you know like that was a goal that that the individual players talked about like we want to beat lewis we want to beat lewis you know it wasn't you know we want to beat the best team in our league or we want to go to a final four it was they wanted to beat lewis and it was one game (laughs) right every year so um well, you yeah, guys, all, you guys all went to a
0: final four. You guys went to an NAI final four. So you got to do both, <laughs> That's true. Which, right? which is and, pretty remarkable.
1: Yeah, yeah, it was. It was really great. And just just the experience of, of going from, I think, I think at one point we, maybe my second season, third season, we were 8-23, and 23, you know, and this was with an NAI All-American. Mm-hmm. You know, at St. Francis, we had this really great post player in a Katie Gunnering from Wisconsin who led the nation in scoring, led the nation in field goal percentage. Um, free throw percentage too. I even think she might still hold the record Hmm. and then winning eight games, you know, and I'm thinking to myself, like, I gotta be doing something wrong. Like this can't, this can't be how this is going to work, you know? And then obviously building up from there and getting ourselves in position to, to win a national championship. I mean, I think that was pretty amazing. I think that we took ourselves from the bottom of our league to getting in a position to, to win something. Things happen in seasons. And, you know, like that last year, I think we were on a serious roll into our conference tournament Um, and ended up losing to a very good St. Xavier team Mm -hmm. who ended up making it to the national championship, you know, and we lost in the final four, but you know, and in, in traveling to, to the national tournament, you know, like having our post player, like have an appendectomy on the way there. Like, wow. it's just <laughs> typical that like something would have to go wrong. You know what I mean? Right. <laughs> We're like, this is too much of a dream for it to, to be good, but still ended up winning three games and going to the final four. Like we still put ourselves, I think, in position to like to do something really special. Yeah. Um. And we did and we did, and I'm not trying to downplay that at all. But uh, one of those things, like you just think to yourself, like this was going so well, you know, but, being a coach and you know the the things that can happen, the injuries that occur, you know, and that was something we talked about even this year. We were so lucky from an injury standpoint. Anytime anyone said anything about that, I was like, stop talking. Don't even say anything about it, <laughs> you right. know, and then we get to our last game, starting point guard rolls her ankle, a few minutes right. in, you know, but it's inevitable. It's going to happen. Such a long season.
0: Right. Going back so. to those first two seasons, what changed for you? What did, at that moment, you, you mentioned recruiting, but – what mindset, what philosophy, yeah. what changed for you to be able to turn it around?
1: I think one thing, like as a younger coach, I probably felt like, you know, kind of the 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 stubborn yelling type kind of relationship with players was being effective, okay. you know, and that I kind of learned pretty quickly was not, <laughs> you know, and I think that's, that's maybe the type of player that I was. I was kind of a feisty point guard. I'll make sure I know where everybody's supposed to be. And if you're not where you're supposed to be. I'm going to make sure you know it, you know? Right. But I think that was something I kind of took over to coaching, and maybe it wasn't so wise of me to do that. And so, I kind of figured out pretty quickly that, like, being a new coach and being a young coach, like, you had to connect with the players in some way, you know? And you had to, you had to kind of find that balance between, okay, you're the authority, but you're also someone that, like, you want them to want to play for.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And them going through a couple coaching changes in the few years that they did. And so, I think that's something that, that you have to adjust to every year you know with the different personnel you have join your team and join your kind of family you have to figure out a way to reach everybody without kind of sacrificing those couple things that you think are going to make you the most successful and so those were two big things I felt like you know I probably as a young coach I probably could have done a little bit better and so I think I tried to make that adjustment as time went on a little bit and obviously the more they got to know us the more they got to understand what we were asking and they kind of bought in I think that's even what's happening right now a little bit Mm-hmm. Where we're kind of seeing that that changeover and that's a great thing to kind of start to witness.
0: Right. so something caught me there. You, you said it's so important for you to find a way to reach everybody without sacrificing a few of those things that are so important. For you, what are those few things that are so important that you will never sacrifice in a program that you run?
1: Again, I think being a new coach coming in, you know and this being our first season,
2: mm-hmm.
1: you know like one thing, I wanted to try my best to do is not sacrifice, I think kind of the disciplinary side of things you know, and right. trying to still get the team to understand that, like, I, I've gone through everything you've gone through, I've, I've been a student athlete, I've been someone in your shoes, you know, I kind of understand where you're coming from, you know, but that still doesn't make this and this and this okay, you know, like, we right. still have to maintain what it is that we do, what it is that we do best, you know, without kind of having these hiccups along the way, like, we can't have constant distractions, you know, and I think kind of around Christmas time, this past year, things kind of made a turn for the better, and, and every group's a little bit different, you know, you're going to have groups, that I think, that click really well, and they get along, and you're going to have some groups that don't and you're going to have maybe half of your group that does and the other half that doesn't. And so I think every year you kind of kind of, got to kind of make some adjustments in terms of what does your team need? You know, like, does our team need more team bonding? Does our team need, you know, a little bit more authority because people, you know, feel like they can, they can kind of do whatever they want. Does our team need less of that? Because everyone listens and everyone does what they're supposed to do and does what they're told so we can focus on other things. I think that changes every year because you have new additions, you have freshmen coming, you have transfers coming, you know, you have seniors that graduated. And so for me, kind of some of the most important things were kind of the discipline, disciplinary side of things, the mm. making sure they understood that like, hey, these are the things that we do in our program. This is, these are kind of the expectations and not so much rules, you know, that they are like, this is what we expect of you all, you know, and if mm-hmm. we're not accomplishing those things, we're not doing those things, we have to, we have to start making adjustments.
0: Could you, and, could you share some of specifically what those expectations are? I'd love to hear what those are for you.
1: Yeah. I mean, I think more, more importantly, like from the, from the academic side of things, like there's a couple things that we do every week that we're kind of pretty passionate about. And that means an individual academic update meeting with one of us coaches where we sit down and we just have a meeting with them that's non-basketball related. We talk about every school class. We talk about every, you know, professor who, you know, who feels like, okay, this is a class I'm struggling in, how we can help. Um, and then we also have our study zone hours that they all have to complete. And there were quite a few times, I think, this year where, you know, they weren't always doing what they were supposed to do. Right. And so that was a conversation we had with the individual, with, you know, the captains at the time or the leaders of the group and just said, like, hey, this is what we're doing, you know, and yeah, we're going to make you run, and we're going to make you do these things, and there's going to be consequences, but at some point, like, the behavior has to change,
2: Right.
1: you know, it can't just be like, oh, well, she'll just make me run, and that'll be easy, I'll just run and be done, and so I think it it took a little bit of an adjustment, and our spring semester went much better, Hmm. you know, we're just getting our kind of GPAs and things like that, but from an education standpoint, I think going to class, going to class on time, those are all important things that we I take to heart, Right. you know, just because I just, I, I feel like at the end of the day and not that we're trying to crush professional playing basketball dreams, you know, but mm. that's far more important I think than kind of the X's and O's and all that. And so those are, those are a couple of things, I think from the academic side of things, mm-hmm. but even from the basketball side, just again, even in the same, the same realm of everything, respecting each other, you know, treating your teammate like you would want to be treated like this is all, I think partially like kind of the way individuals are raised, but it's, how do you adjust to what your coach is kind of reflecting? Like, is your coach doing these things? Is your coaching staff showing these things? Mm-hmm. And so that's something I think our coaching staff took to heart. You know, if we are showing our team that we're being respectful to each other and not that we're never going to disagree, you know, and we're never going to get in arguments, like I'm sure that happened quite a few times this year,
2: mm-hmm. you know,
1: but at the end of the day, like, understanding we're all team, you know, and nobody's better than anybody else, and that's how we're going to get better.
0: Right. No, I love it. And, Again, it's it's funny in reviewing some of my notes on you that of all of all the accolades, hearing what you're saying, I'm sure you might be most proud of raising the St. Francis GPA from whatever two five to three five or whatever it is in yeah, your time my
1: gosh. in St. Yeah.
0: Francis. Yeah,
1: yeah, just so great, and obviously, like I think when you have people start to buy into what it is you're doing, the and and I hate to say this, like it's not a lot that, that we did you know, like we just, we set a standard and we said, this is what you're, this is what the expectation is, Right. you know? And so kind of when everybody starts to catch on, and, I mean, you even saw it, I think when the, in this past year in our, in our kind of comparison to our first semester and second semester, mm-hmm. how things changed a little bit. Right. Um, And so when you have, I mean, when you have a player come in and like be so excited in her first semester for getting a C in accounting, you know, and then us coaches kind of look at each other and look at her and say like, you know that you could probably get a B or an A too, right? <laughs> and she was like, "Well, yeah, but like, you know, I was pretty happy about the C." And then and then she takes accounting too, and gets it gets a B in the spring. And so I think those are things that are a little bit more rewarding. And don't get me wrong, I love to win, and mm. I want to compete, and I want to win a national championship. But those everyday things, I think, are growing for our for our team, for our individuals. It's not, you know, so much as I think she's going to remember that B maybe more than she's going to remember. You know, our first loss in the NCAA tournament.
0: (laughs) Right, right. So, When it comes to those expectations and your programs, would you say that there's a correlation, there's a reflection of what you expect off the court to what you get on the court?
1: Yeah. (laughs) I think it's everything correlates together, you know, and that's obviously easier said than done, you know, when it comes to on the court, off the court kind of that whole realm of things. But I think that's something that players are starting to kind of translate when it comes to like the game, when it comes to the school side of things, when it comes to, you know, nothing related to either of those things, everyday life and relationships with family and friends and significant others, like that, everything has to kind of correlate together. Mm -hmm. You know, like, it's not like I'm only going to work hard on the basketball floor. Like I have to work hard in the classroom. I have to work hard in my relationships. Like it's not just, oh, I'm a basketball player. So that's the only place I put in the work. Right. You know, because I think if we want to develop the whole person and that's something that, you know, I've heard, I think, preached more than any place that I've been a part of that Lewis. You know, they talk a lot about that. And even at the NCAA Division two level, like how we have to develop the whole person. You know, like it's not just about the athletic side of things. It's not just about winning games. It's it's so much more than that. And so, you know, just I think looking forward more than anything to kind of seeing that transition from a player that gets here their freshman year or gets here after transferring a year kind of see the transition of the person into graduating that's a pretty cool
0: thing to see right Oh, I love it Sam let me take a moment to deliver a message from a couple of our friends first the Be Contagious Leadership Experience by Hernando Planels coach Hernando Planells is a college basketball coach leadership entrepreneur and former sports film choreographer everyone is trying to get better when leading their team employees and themselves the BCLE gives people an inside view on leadership from the coaches and thought leaders' perspective. Be great, be the light, and be contagious. You can find out more at www.hernandoplanels.com. Be sure to subscribe to his podcast on iTunes and keep up with what he's got going on. Next, the WBCA, coaches of women's and girls basketball. The WBCA is your community. Since 1981 the Women's Basketball Coaches Association has been there advocating for our sport and supporting coaches at every level. They have amazing in-person educational opportunities like the WBCA convention which is held in conjunction with the NCAA Women's Final Four and regional coaches classroom clinics. They have e-learning through their monthly webinar series as well as over 700 videos plays and drills on their website www.wbca.org along with information they are the place you go to expand your network the coach to coach mentoring program connects members throughout the season and their in-person mentoring madness sessions put you next to other experienced head and assistant coaches that can give you instant feedback and help you meet whatever challenges you might be facing. The WBCA is there to give you all the tools you need to be your best. Learn more today at www.wbca.org and become part of this premier coaching association. Now let's get back to the show. Obviously being a very young coach who
1: That's nice, thanks.
0: Yeah, you're welcome. You've had tremendous experiences as a player and in the relationships you've built with other coaches in the game which clearly have impacted some of the stuff including what you do expectation-wise off the court. Can you kind of paint us a picture, you know, playing for Doug Bruno, I know that, you know, coach coach Nikki Hayes Ford over at Drake was someone that was really influential yeah. on you? You've had Absolutely. great experiences with Team USA Basketball. Uh, you've worked with family, you know, Coach Mahalik and then uh, obviously Coach Brooks. Coach, who is was now at, at Belmont. Who has all kind of helped you shape what you are today? Yeah. I would love to hear I how all honestly, things. I
1: think it honestly began at the very beginning. Like my, my sister and I had, when we were young, I think had some of the greatest fundamental, some of the greatest relationship-building type people And our parents included, I mean, they coached us for a little while. Mm -hmm. You know, my 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 late father, my stepdad and my mother. And then having some of their family friends coach us and being around people I think at a young age and even in high school that you could you could really feel like they cared about you, you know? Right. And and they knew the game and that helped a lot too. But it was kind of a it was a constant kind of feeling that this person truly cares about what it is that I'm doing with my life. They care about my everyday behavior. They care about the way I'm feeling today. And that was something I think we got throughout our entire careers, which was very, again, lucky is probably a good word. Unique,
2: (laughs) right?
1: Yeah, very unique and and inspiring. That's what made me want to coach, you know, Mm -hmm. having people around and so many people, like you mentioned, five or six people, like I could think of 35 more, you know, that were just so influential in what it is you know, that we were doing, and even some that didn't even coach me, you know, some that, you know, a Gordy Gillespie that was, that was coaching at St. Francis, like a Tony Delgado that would coach my mother. Like, these are all people, I think, that were so influential in what it is that our family was all about, what our friends were all about, what we were all about in terms of, I think, just getting the best out of each other. And so I think it's a combination of a lot of people. And it wasn't just, I don't think it was just division one coaches or just grade school coaches or just high school coaches. Like it was the ability to have all of those in your experiences. And that's why I think even at a young age, like it's so, so important for our coaches now, you know, at the youth level, at the grade school level, like to really understand that part of everything, right. you know, to understand like how much impact you can have on someone 25 years from now, 20 years from now, like how I'm still thinking, how I'm still talking about my sixth grade coach, my seventh grade coach, like my third grade coach. <laughs> right. Those are things I think you kind of don't forget in terms of how everything started. Right. So
0: who would you kind of tie to your strongest between the lines X's and O's influence?
1: Yeah, obviously coach Bruno was a huge part of it kind of really made me, I think made all of us analyze the game a little bit more than we, how I i know that I came in thinking I knew everything, hmm. <laughs> you know, right. and then you get there and you start things and you're like, maybe I don't know so much, <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. And, and how, just the,
0: how did do he do that? How, do you get you, how did he get you guys to analyze the game? How does he get, you know?
1: I think it was so much about, like, the little things. Like, it was about your pivot feet. It was about the fundamental side of things. The the way you were shooting the basketball, the, the hand you were passing with, like, you were constantly, like, thinking about every single tiny aspect of the game, hmm. you know, and trying not to commit any sort of error in what it is that you were doing, you know, and I think it made you really analyze the game a little bit more instead of just... Kind of playing open gym, you right. know, and then when you got to open gym, you kind of had this secret in the back of your mind that like nobody else had, <laughs> right? You know, and so I think that had a lot to do with that. He was so so particular about details, mm-hmm. um, and still is,
2: right? right. Um,
1: And so I think that had a, had a lot to do with it. And I too, like, obviously you mentioned like the USA basketball experience, but just kind of uh, the way that they even do things, you know, in terms of, I mean, the couple high school coaches that I worked with, um, Dory Oldeker from out East and then even Diane Lewis, who was the other assistant at the time, those Mm. two, I think were, were very similar in that regard. And with USA basketball, you don't have a ton of time to like to work on fundamentals and skills. And like you have a week or two of practice and then you're going and playing. You know, and so trying to figure out ways to incorporate all of that and still be successful with some of the best players in the country at that age group. And then obviously kind of ahead of all of that is Carol Callen, who, again, is so, so, I think, detailed in what it is that they do, whether it be, you know, practice time, whether it be, you know, skill workouts, whether it be, you know, our team bonding sessions, like everything is so detailed
2: Hmm. in terms
1: of what it is that we're doing. And so those, I think, few individuals have been a huge influence. Right and again, I think we were very lucky at a young age as players to have coaches that that did the the stuff like laying on the ground and shooting the ball up in the air back to you. Yeah. And at the time, TV we shooting. probably thought it was in, <laughs> at the time we probably thought it was incredibly boring, you know. But I think that was something. Even the ball handling that we did when we were younger, and that was something that I think not everybody maybe gets these days. And so uh, those are some of the, I think the.
0: Right. The influences more than anyone. And like shooting, ball handling. I know that Coach Brooks and Coach Coach Nikki had great player development influences on you or or from what you've told me. What were they kind of masters at that helped you become a better player?
1: I think they were masters at kind of using skills, individual skills, Mm -hmm. that we were going to use in the game. You know, like Mm -hmm. it wasn't very often like I probably wasn't doing like, you know, post-move reverse pivots. That wasn't my game. That's not what I was going to be doing. Right. You know, and so more than anything, like drilling, 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 and skilling, 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 exactly what it was that I was going to do from an individual standpoint in games,
2: hmm.
1: you know, so that when I got into games, when I got into open gyms, I had already done this stuff. I'd been doing this stuff in our skill workouts, in our...
0: Like reading screens, our... like what yeah. kind of stuff? Oh, yeah, oh, read,
1: reading screens is a huge thing, you know, and, and even having, not only just reading screens, but not just scripting it, having a defender there to make you read the screen. Coach Bart Brooke, being a key person in that, where he would be guarding us, you know, and like we would script it and then after scripting we would do numerous possessions of okay now i'm coming off the screen you have to read what bart does like if bart you know tags you you've got a tight cut to the rim you know if, if Bart was mm-hmm. under the screen you've got a fade if bark was under the screen and then he tags it now i've got a fade to tight cut so like that was a constant thing for us we we drilled everything that we were going to be doing in the games mm-hmm. you know in terms of reading screens and that was i think that was very helpful because nothing came as a surprise you know in the games well obviously like UConn and probably another game it was a lot of surprises <laughs> for um, <laughs> different reasons.
0: For different, not for lack of preparation.
1: For for many different reasons. Right. But for sure, I think that was something that that game prep helped make us better. I mean, exponentially better than than other teams than other players
0: yeah do you think that's just something that even coaches at the elite highest level maybe overlook that they just assume these players should be equipped with some of that why do you think some of the most basic stuff
1: yeah has proven over and over and i think that's something just assume that maybe okay like these elite high level players have Mm -hmm. they should already know how to do that you know what i mean and i think more than anything like and i could tell when you know coach brooks is guarding us like this is hard work (laughs) <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. Like this takes time. I mean, to be like doing rep after rep after rep and it's the same thing and it's the same thing and it's the same thing. The same thing. We're doing this again. We're doing this again. You don't how, do it how rep, long? This again?
0: How long are you guys doing this for?
1: I mean, it kind of depends. Like if you're doing it right, it's quicker. Mm-hmm. If you're not doing it right, it's much longer.
0: Give me, give me, <laughs> you know I mean? like, give me a range. Give
1: me a range. I mean, that drill right there that we kind of explained and talked about. Yeah. I mean, it could be, it could be a 18 minute drill. It could be a 38 minute drill.
0: That 18 short, huh? Great. Wow.
1: 18 short probably because you're doing the left side and then you're going to the right side. You start with scripting and Mm. then you start with defense and then you go to defense, you know? Right. And so, and then maybe you go to two on two or three on three and you're doing the same type of action. Right. You know, so you kind of transition from, I think, the most elementary part of it, which is scripting where there's no defense and we're just, okay, we're doing tight cuts. Now we're doing fades. Now we're doing fade to tight. Now we're doing tight to fade. You know, mm. so that takes a little time, you know, especially if you're not the only one in the group. If there's two or three people, you're kind of obviously taking rests in between and all that. But at the end of the day, like, you you can feel yourself getting better, yeah. you know, when you get to games, when you get to practices. You're like, oh, I know exactly what this defender is doing right now because Bart Brooks does it every day against me,
2: Right. you know,
1: and right. numerous times.
0: <laughs> I'm going to send him this. I'm going to be like, Bart, I heard you were a hack. I heard you hacked for 40 <laughs> minutes. Isn't is one of my time.
1: Yeah, right. He always followed us. I yeah. mean, he... He got away with so much. Bruno just let him get away with everything.
0: <laughs> the last thing I wanna get into, yeah. explain how family has impacted your career as a coach and this yeah. life that you're in right now.
1: Uh, it's been I think first and foremost the reason why I do everything that I do. You know, it's I think it's easier said than done, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, and you're probably learning this a little bit too with a with little one, but um the most important thing I think is obviously like having a love for what it is that I do, but wanting a family and wanting to be near family. Mm -hmm. You know, that was one part of kind of figuring out wanting to be a coach, but where I wanted to be a coach what level I felt like was most conducive to wanting to have a family, you know, and not that I think another level is any better than another level, but, you know, in terms of what it is that we were trying to do as a family and, and having that kind of passion for not only just coaching, but for the family side of things and kind of coordinating both of them, you know, like helping our players and our student athletes see that like, you can do this, you can do both, mm-hmm. you know, sometimes it's not always pretty, but you can do both. And I think having a great support system around you, you know, obviously having a husband who's sitting here at night listening to the podcast um, (laughs) and supportive of that and making sure the two-year-old's not screaming and yelling and making it a distraction but having i think the support system of family of an awesome athletic department and athletic director who is kind of an advocate for what it is that we're trying to do as Mm -hmm. coaches Mm -hmm. you know whether you have a family or whether you don't you know being someone who has your back i think those are all Important qualities, and obviously we're lucky to have our family. Both of our families pretty local, mm-hmm. and so they help a ton. I think in you know childcare and yeah. you know being there for us and bringing them to games and letting them run on the court after the game and coming into the locker room. Like these are all things that I don't think that every probably family or mother gets to experience in their job. Mm-hmm. you know, sometimes I think maybe not all employees enjoy having kids around. And that's something that I've been so lucky to be a part of, not just at Lewis, but at St. Francis. That was something I saw at DePaul. That was something I saw in high school. Like I was always around people who understood how important family was, whether they had a family or not, right. you know, like if it they didn't have a family, I was their family or we were their family. And so that's huge. I think to have a great support system that understands what you're trying to do and and as an advocate for that, those things are all obviously why I think we do what we do. <laughs> right.
0: No, for sure. That's great. I mean, it's, it kind of uh, puts things in perspective, right? And makes things, yeah um, makes the highs feel a lot better and makes the lows not feel as low, right? And that's right. that's the great piece that you have. And, uh, for sure. Which is great.
1: And yeah, and so I'll let you know how that middle of the third quarter feels, you know, against Notre Dame. when <laughs> yeah, right? my husband will let you know when he has all three children or all four children.
2: Right, <laughs> right.
1: That, that night, all by himself. Maybe oh. heading out to the game to watch us.
0: <laughs> oh, that's too funny. Oh, uh, yeah. That's great. Yeah. No, I don't but know how funny
1: it's going to be, but we'll see.
0: Yeah. No, it'll be a good experience, and it'll, it'll right, be a great right. way to kickstart the year, right? You know?
1: You're right.
2: After
0: listening, when people download this podcast, Sam, if they wanted to get a hold of you, email, social media, could you kind of yeah. rattle off those things and, and how to stay connected yeah. with you?
1: Yeah, yeah. It's ask smith at lewisu.edu. And then Twitter handle is Coach Squiggly, and I think on Facebook too. So, uh, And you could share a cell phone if you want, if they have more questions, or would love to, to talk the game and stuff like that, and anything I can do to help. I mean, I think that's kind of how to get help from other people. I've kind of gotten out of that player stubbornness and understood that, yeah, you're right, you don't know everything. Right. And so <laughs> learning the game has been a huge part of where we've gotten as a coaching staff, where our program's gotten, and we'll continue to do that. So. Right, right.
0: No, Sam, thank you for sharing uh, your contact information there. Thank you for this. I mean, this has been awesome. I love that. You're able to open up and share so specifically, you know, some of the things that have been good for you. Uh, I'll continue to be a fan of the Lewis Flyers. I'll be continue. I'll continue to be a fan of yours, and I know that success will continue to follow you wherever you go uh, in your quest for a Division Two national championship. So thanks for oh, definitely. Yeah, thanks for being on. So
1: much fun. So yeah, much fun.
0: Yeah, and I'm sure we'll talk soon. All right, Sam.
1: Yeah, definitely, definitely. Thanks. All right.
0: All right, folks, thank you so much for tuning in to this latest edition of the All Day, Every Day Hoops podcast. We'll be back next week with another tremendous guest who will be able to help you learn more about this profession, learn about how they lead and how they affect their culture. Thank you so much again for listening. Before the next podcast, please find us on iTunes, subscribe, rate, Write a review. We'd love to hear what you have to say. Also, keep up with us on the All Day Everyday Hoops YouTube channel. We're releasing more drills again today. You can subscribe to us by just searching for All Day Everyday Hoops in the search bar. Please email me at at a t a n d e z at niu.edu so I can get you on the email mailing list. Until then, good luck in everything you do and may you bring confidence to everyone you deal with. See you guys.